Hey, folks. Thanks for being a listener to the Silver Linings Handbook podcast. In addition to getting a hand in shaping the guests and the topics we cover on the podcast, you will also get my bonus materials for my interviews. This is a bonus episode for my interview with Jillian Orr, a student at Brigham and Young University, the flagship university of the Mormon Church, who came out by opening her graduation ground to display a rainbow-colored flag to the world. In this bonus, we discuss some of the joys of coming out, some of the funny misconceptions that friends and family members can have, and what it's really like to be at a pride parade. In this bonus, there's a mistake I make where I talk about a friend coming out to me as bisexual, and I accidentally say that she told me I was bisexual. It just adds to the humor, so we decided to leave it in. So I, the same, it was like, was it the week I found you? Was it the week I found you? Yeah, it was the week I found you. I have my best friend at work. She's younger. She's really cool. She's fun. She works. She's my former executive assistant and she had become my chief of staff. So she walks in my office one day and she's like, oh, this is going on. This is going on. And she's standing in front of my desk and like, there's just something weird. And she turns and she says to me, oh, and by the way, I realized you were bisexual, right? And I don't say anything. I'm just looking at her. I'm like, well, congratulations. And she's like, yep, this is great. And she's like, did you already know? I'm like, no, but like, it, it makes sense to me, works for yeah. me, right? And so what I didn't tell her at the time was that for about like four months, so I had mentioned to you, I've long been an ally, but I've always thought of myself as sort of like fitting within the hetero, heteronormative norms. And I, you know, I have experienced some trauma. I went through, um, I was in Manhattan for 9-11 and I was a reporter then. So instead of running away, I had to run toward it. I experienced childhood sexual abuse. I, let's see what other, what stack of traumas. There's the religious trauma, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So lots of trauma, right? And so I had always associated my difficulties in relationships where I would have these deep, 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 close relationships, but we'd always inevitably have these problems. And I had always associated with them with trauma. And then I tripped across the concept of, you know, asexuality, right? And I read it and I was like, yeah, that's on me. Like I, I, I developed these deep relationships. I become attracted to people, but it's like always like the cycle is I become friends with them. They might be interested in me. I'm not interested in them now. We become really deep friends, but then I become interested in them, right? When it's too late. And right around that time, the three months before, I tripped across the concept of demisexuality, right? Mm-hmm. And I started questioning. And I had been thinking about it. And literally the day before, she told me, I <laughs> was about to tell her <laughs> that I. I discovered that I'm demisexual. So <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so I waited two weeks because I didn't want to. I didn't want to steal her thunder. Yeah. But one yeah. 
Yeah, but you know, the interesting thing for both of us I was going to ask you about is there was such an enormous weight lifted off of both of our shoulders. It's hard to describe what it was like, mm-hmm. like to be able to see who you really are. Was that, was that a cool part for you? Yeah. Oh man, that was so cool for me. Like it was so cool to step into an identity and, you know, I'm, I don't know that necessarily we always have to label, right? Like there's always a spectrum with everything. I really mm-hmm. do believe that even, even identifying from bisexual to lesbian for myself, I would say like, oh, I'm 90% women and 10% men. Well, that's practically a lesbian, but you know, throw a title on it, throw it, throw a, right. Like, right. <laughs> it was just so, it's so cool to have that and to own it and love it. And just like to have it part of my identity is so fun. And the jokes are just fun too, but like, you know, when uh, I'm talking with someone, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this woodwork project. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it's because I'm gay. And they just, <laughs> uh, you know, it's the, my coworkers make a joke about how I bought a truck before I came out. And they're like, no, that's when you came out is when you bought a truck. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you really came out. So that's actually been a funny part of it, too. Some of the misconceptions. So when she came out, and she's in a monogamous, like loving relationship, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's with a guy, and so she came out as bisexual. And I, 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 someone said to her, one of her friends said to her, "So what are you gonna do now?" And she was like, "What do you mean? What am I gonna do now?" She's like, "What are you gonna do now that you're?" She's like, "I'm in a loving, committed relationship. Yeah. Nothing changes because I'm bisexual. I just know myself better." And the friend yeah. was like, oh. And even I've I've run into it, like I was laughing and joking with her recently. I, I walked into her office and I gave her a hug and I was like, could you please tell these people that I've told I'm a demisexual, that the, that does not mean that I'm in love with them because they're my friend? Yes. <laughs> yes. And so, like, yeah, what, what are the biggest misconceptions that you've run across or the funniest moments you've run into? I can't tell you how many of my friends, my girl, like female friends were like, did you have a crush on me? And I'm like, (laughs) yes. don't you wish, don't you wish. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no. All the time. (laughs) I actually had that. I had a a funny run in about that. They were like, how many of your really close friends have you had a crush on? And I was like, Probably about all of them. <laughs> now you're like, everyone. Now I just understand it wasn't self-sabotage. It's just the way I work. Right. And, and the funniest thing is like soon, like um, after, so like, as you can imagine for me, I don't know if you know a lot about demisexuality, but it's just this concept or idea that you have a real hard time having any kind of sexual attraction until you've developed a really deep emotional bond. So it's like on the gray sexual, asexual spectrum. But the week after I came out to my friend there, I had a date and I never go out on dates. So I don't know what the heck I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, And the whole online dating world, like swiping on Tinder is like the opposite of like my approach because I will meet somebody and I'll be like, oh, they're not particularly attractive, but then I'll really get to know them. And three years later, they'll be like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Okay. So first dates, as you can imagine, are really weird, but it was really cool because in the first date, without saying anything about demisexuality, I was able to like slide into the conversation 
just like a comment that was like, yeah, I tend not to feel like a lot of sexual attraction toward people until I'm, you know, until I've developed a deep bond with them. And it was kind of cool for me in that moment because I felt so comfortable sharing who I was and I no longer felt the fear that this person I'm meeting on this first date is going to think I'm unattractive or think I think they're unattractive and no longer interested in them. And I think bisexuality, being a lesbian, all of these things that were being asexual, it gives you a way to shape your world to break down some misconceptions for yeah. other people who are worried. And to give yourself compassion. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I realized I was, you know, for me, even just like realize, when I was diagnosed as an adult at 28 years old with extreme, extreme ADHD, I was talking with my sisters and my sister asked me like, was that like labeling yourself? Was that beneficial or was that a crutch? And I was like, honestly, it gave me so much compassion for myself because I would beat myself up for things that were different. Yep. And then my sister chimed in, my little sister. She's like, yeah, I always thought that Jill was just an idiot, but now I have more compassion for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Like there's a taxonomy. I'm, you know, I'm diagnosed with, uh, bipolar and having that taxonomy i'm like okay now i know when this thing is adding value and i know what this thing is and yeah, yeah and i think that to your point that you're making before the labels are never going to be perfect but it gives you kind of a guidebook a yeah. handbook and a, and a community because you know if you go into let's say the lgbt uh, subreddit or the demisexuality or the bisexuality subreddit, mm -hmm. all these things that we're talking about, that you're talking about, like the 90%, 10%, where am I at yeah. questioning, you know, those are all those conversations happening in that community. So here's a good one. So I've been to many a pride parade long before I, I knew anything and I should have probably realized, Oh, you'll love this. My partner of 10 years, when I came out to her, she was like, what took you so long? <laughs> She's like, because we've all known. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I was with you for 10 years. So I was like, those jokes you were making about me being asexual or on the spectrum weren't really jokes. She was like, no, they were not jokes. <laughs> oh I was trying to encourage you. But so I've been to a bunch of private parades and it was sometime, maybe it was like, a year or so before COVID hit, I went to Toronto because sometimes I like to vacation on my own. So I went to Toronto for like three or four days. It was the middle of their pride parade. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what was happening then. No clue. I just woke up one day covered in rainbow flags and I had the most fun ever. So have you been to a pride parade and what has it been like? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was actually flown out to Good Morning America in New York for New York's Pride this last year. And that was the most insane experience I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I was able to go on the Trevor Project um, float with some famous gay guy from some famous TV show. I don't even know who he is. It was, some, it was a good time. It was a good time. Then, is it on your Instagram? I think everyone should listen to your TikTok and your Instagram. It is. I'm, They're on my Instagram and on my TikTok. And then for my job here in Utah, they got they wanted to have a float. And so 
they asked me if we could drive my truck and I was like, yeah, I'll just drive. And then when we got there, you know, I brought my gown because it's like the only rainbow thing I own. And so Mm -hmm. I was driving and when we got up to the line to start the parade with my job, because, you know, I work for a nonprofit after school program that supports youth, especially LGBTQ youth and like, you know, empowering them. And when we got to the line, my boss was like, what are you doing? You cannot drive. You got to be on the truck. And I'm like, what? Like, it's my truck. I'll drive. She's like, no, you got to get up here. And so (laughs) get up here with that flag gown. Get up here. I was on top of the truck and she was like, girl, it was like, we went to a K-pop concert. People were crying. (laughs) People were taking photos. Like it was. And I'm sure it was heavily covered by the desert news, the church's newspaper. It was. It's so cool. Yeah. It really is inspiring to see what you're doing. And I, I, I mean, I hope you're, you're getting the messages from people, but like when you're that, whether you're in the church or you're even outside the church, like your situation and what you did can be plucked out of the church scenario and plucked into the family situation or the workplace situation mm-hmm. or all sorts of different situations. And I think it can just be super, super, super empowering for people. And, uh, You know, I hope you're wrong about the church. I hope you're wrong. I hope I'm wrong too. Yeah, I know. 